Here we go. Wednesday night, 8.50 p.m. in the Room Podcast with Aaron Short Fuse Hughes. Aaron, what's up, my man? We're, we're, we're a little late tonight, but we are always late, brother. Uh, it's crunch time for you, even though it's three weeks away. Uh, still, these uh, nights are vitally important for your, uh, for, your, for your training for this fight coming up. So let's talk about it, brother, man. Congratulations on uh, making it to Neff. On the twenty-first of this month, man, how you feeling? I'm feeling amazing, bro. <clears throat> um, I just did a, a two-week training camp out in California with uh, Team Alpha Male. Um, so big shout out to Uriah Faber and those guys for uh, having me out there and uh, giving me some great work, uh, some great looks. I feel like I leveled up a lot while I was out there. Um, now I'm back home training at, at Regiment. You know, um, great training partners, great coaches, man. It's been a great camp. My my weight is so low. Like I've never been this low this far out. Um, so that goes out to my nutritionist. Thank you. Her name is Trisha Cornell. If anybody's interested. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I I've just never felt like this mentally and physically this far away from a fight. Like I'm fucking ready to go tomorrow. Well, you mentioned uh, uh, Cornell. She um she's out of um. She does all the a lot of the Muay Thai fighters and um, and a lot of MMA fighters too, man. She's very popular with, as far as you know the nu- nutrition business. How'd you get connected with her? Um, so I got connected with her through uh, Ross Levine. Um, he said he's been working with her for like seven camps, and uh, he said that it, it makes the weight cut so much like so much simpler, so much easier. Um, yeah, I've been working with her probably for like four weeks now, five weeks in in this camp. I'm down ten pounds easy, but I'm I'm eating a lot. Like I'm eating all day long, so uh, it's definitely been a game changer for my training. I I feel like I'm able to push through. <clears throat> like I'm doing three sessions a day, five days a week, you know. So I'm able to push through those sessions um, due to my nutrition, you know. So. Excellent. Uh, you showed a few pictures of yourself on, uh, you know, on the internet. You're very, uh, you get very popular on the Instagram and stuff, brother. So, uh, kudos to you for keeping that social media up. But man, you do look lean. Um, you look great, brother. What besides the nutrition? What has changed between um, this training camp and that uh, the the uh, pro debut training camp? Not much has changed, man. I mean, I'm just putting in the work. You know, um, seeing Mitch and. Uh, Chris, like, fight on the biggest stage. Like, Chris is a superstar. Mitch is on the ultimate fighter, you know what I mean? Like, Jorgen's fought three times in the UFC, you know? It's like, I, I'm training with those guys every day. And, like, I'm competing with, with those guys in the gym. And I'm like, I know I have the skills to, to fight at the next level, you know? I just have to win fights, man. And uh, that's why I'm very excited about this upcoming matchup. He's a... Uh, Want to know? Just like myself, he uh, he trains at a, de- a decent school in uh, New Hampshire, but or Maine, wherever the hell he's from. But uh, I think I'm just gonna be way too much for him, man. I think I'm just I'm too well rounded. I'm too good on the feet. I'm too good on the ground. Um, I'm too good in the clinch. I'm just too technical for this guy, and uh, I'm very excited for the matchup, man. It's gonna be a, a great fight, a great night. Um, so I, not much has trained has changed besides me uh, training at Team Alpha Male for two weeks. It's my my third time going down there, you know. Um, 
just every session is hard, you know? So <laughs> I, I'm in crazy shape because I was pushing my body like really hard every single day, you know? Um, and just, I'm just leveling up every day. I, I'm getting better every single day. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all that's changed, you know? Well, you spoke uh, about your opponent. You didn't mention his name. His name is Jacob Deppmeyer. He is from Maine. Um, I think he trains out of first class MMA in Maine. Um, one coincidental fact about him is he, his professional debut was against an opponent you were supposed to have when you were supposed to fight for Neff. He finished Carl Langston in the first round. I was actually at that fight. That was the last Neff uh, card before, you know, everything went to the shit. Uh, he looked pretty damn good in there. I mean, you know, Carl Langston, I don't think has a win yet, but you know, that really doesn't tell how uh, good Carl is. I mean, he's fought a high level fighters, so, but go ahead. I've watched that fight uh, a couple times. I mean, yeah, Carl's 0-5, 0-6, whatever. Um, but he came out and he put a pace on, on Jacob right away. He, he fucking took him down. He controlled him on the ground. You know, he got judo tossed like, bro, like, how do you get judo tossed like that? Um, I just think that Carl is, is too much of a mental midget to, uh, to keep pushing when things get tough and I'm not going to quit. You're going to have to knock me out cold or I'm gonna keep coming, you know? So, um, I think that this is a great matchup for me. Um, I see a lot of holes in my opponent's game and I'm, I'm going to exploit those holes, man. I I'm going to win this fight and, uh, it's going to be an exciting fashion. Excellent. Well, at this level, there's tons of tape on him. Neff does a great job promoting their fighters and the fights themselves. So I'm sure, you know, not only that last fight, he's fought for Neff his whole career. So there's a bunch of footage on him. Um, you know, usually I would say you're, you're going into his his backyard, but Neff is not in Maine for this card. They will be in Milford, Massachusetts, uh, Milford, New Hampshire. I'm sorry. And that's not, you know, that's a little closer. I mean, I think that might be kind of, it could be halfway between both of you guys. So this could be a neutral uh, neutral kind of fight here, man. What you thinking? What do you think the crowd's going to be for uh, him or you? I would assume that he would have more fans um, just because it's his uh, local home promotion. Um, I've never fought for Neff before. Um, and it's still like two hours away for me, so. Um, I'm not sure how far it is from him, but um, I'll probably ha have like 20 people there. Um, so the couple cage side tickets. So um, I would say he has a, the crowd advantage, but I mean, I went down to fucking Tennessee. Everybody was booing me. You know, I had two friends who went to the fight and they were trying to like fight people in the crowd, you know, because <laughs> they were booing. So regardless, I'm I'm coming to put on a show either way. So I'll have fans with me. I'm sure he'll have fans with him, but it ain't going to matter at the end of the day because my hand's going to be raised. Excellent. Well, as you were talking about Tennessee and the hostile crowd, I'm playing uh, some of your fight footage. I do believe this is the end of the fight where you finished him uh, in the first minute of the second round. A uh, grueling pace in this fight also uh, for you, my man. What did you learn from this fight that's going to you know bring you along in the second fight? Um, I learned in that fight that I, I've grown so much as a fighter, um, in the mental aspect. Very first round, um, I was kind of getting pieced up a little bit. I got caught in a deep choke and, uh, I could have quit right there and nobody really would have said anything, to be honest with you, you know? Um, 
my my face was was purple. I mean, I was pretty close to uh, passing out, and uh, something just kind of came over me, man. Like I I say what you want, but it kind of felt like magic, you know. And uh, they were like, "You're not fucking quitting, right here. Like you're not quitting on yourself." And I think three years ago, I would have gave up right there, you know. But I'm not fucking quitting. Like I'm coming. You're gonna have to fucking choke me unconscious or break my arm or knock me out cold if you want to win this fight because I'm I'm going to keep coming. You know what I'm saying? So my mental game is so much stronger than it was two years ago, and I learned that, that a lot in that first pro fight, you know? Excellent. Well, you came home. Uh, how long you been home uh, since uh, you came back from uh, Cali? Yeah, so uh, I flew home Saturday. I flew home Friday night like overnight um i landed at like 5 a.m i was training with mitch at 11 a.m you know we were training um so i've been back for a couple days you know um yeah that's cool i i took uh i'm showing some footage right now i you know i always take your shit off instagram and stuff of uh you know some bits and pieces of your stand up here uh, i don't know who put this together but it's kind of cool of uh you just doing some uh you know so a little mid little mitt work with Brian and uh, hitting the bag, dude. Um, you know, someone contacted me on YouTube. Uh, I think I have uh, actually that fight footage on YouTube of your uh, professional fight. And someone contacted me about it if they could use that footage because they're doing a highlight or um, some kind of documentary or something on you, man. What's going on with that stuff, buddy? You're building uh, yourself, man, in, in the right way. It's uh, you're, You surround yourself with a lot of uh, great people. And uh, they have a lot of eyes on them, so of course that's gonna, you know, trickle to you, man. Who's uh, who's helping you along? Who's uh, hyping you up in the social media uh, heights now? Yeah, so uh, probably about a month ago or so, um, this girl named Megan, uh, she works for like some local uh, TV company. Um, she said she wants to do uh, documentaries on like pe- on like people who are blown up in Fall River. Um, she did one on Jorgen like a few months back. So I was like, hell yeah, like I'm in there. So, um, she, uh, she came in, she filmed me training, uh, did a few interviews. Um, tomorrow she's coming again. She's gonna interview like Brian and Tommy and my brother, because he's like the one that got me started in the sport and stuff, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of surreal, honestly. Like, a, a lot like I'm not even re- really that big yet like I'm only one to know um t- um but uh like I go to stores I like everywhere I go that they're like yo you still train at regiment I'm like yeah but I don't know who like I don't know who you are you know like who are you you know what I'm saying they're like what's up man I'm like what's up man like it's it's kind of cool to see it's yeah. kind of surreal um but I fucking love it, man. Dude, I love it. Dude, dude. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got everything now. You got a fucking. You, I don't want to say a chick, but you got a chick following you around that knows uh, social media. You know, is just you know documenting uh, people blowing up in Fall River. It's a close knit community, even though it's a big community. Uh, everyone kind of knows each other there. Um, and regiment's a big factor. I mean, most of your uh, training partners live in the same area. So, uh, dude, you're wearing. You got like. Um, Lars came out and put some of your uh, some of your uh, gear, some of your swag on the website, dude. I think you bought every piece of fucking article. You're like a walking uh, Aaron Hughes short fuse fucking billboard, brother, man. 
Uh, what's going on, dude? You're like, oh, I mean, you, you hit the next level. I mean, you, you, the brand's getting out there and at a, such a, a fast pace and at 1-0, and oh, man. Uh, wh- what drives that? How did that come all about? Um, so I decided to put everything that I have into fighting, right? So I've never had a camp where I've been able to just focus on training and eating right and just fighting, you know, because I work full time and I got family and whatever. So like usually work till like three thirty, and then I have to go right to the gym and I have no time to recover or anything, you know, but I took the entire summer and just, I, I haven't worked at all. I'm just focusing on, on training. I've been teaching private lessons and stuff and, uh, it'll grow your brand like really, really fast, man. Like people, want to learn and they want to learn from local people you know what i'm saying and um i feel like i'm at the point now where i have a decent following you know and word spreads quickly especially in far river you know so yeah that's all there really is to it well, I've seen you on a couple of, uh, you know, a couple other interviews, uh, podcasts, and and stuff like that, man. So, uh, great for you for getting yourself out there, man, and you're performing in the cage. I mean, that last fight, man, showed a lot of you. Uh, you know, you you had some adversity in there with, uh, you know, getting caught in a little choke in the beginning of the fight, fought out of it, and then you finished the dude, uh, basically in his back right yard with, uh, you know, uh you know, a hostile crowd that your friends had to, like, fight off, man. So what are you expecting out of Neff? I mean, you're not, I mean, there's no chicken wire around the Neff cage, you know what I mean? It's fucking, uh, their, their, fa- <laughs> their fans are a little uh, more uh, laid back and uh, not as hostile, but still, they're going to be roaring against you, man. Is that something that you're pumped up about to uh, kind of spoil uh, this dude's party? Honestly, like, in the past, pressure would break me, you know? But now, like, I fucking embrace the pressure. Like, it can either break you or it can make diamonds, man. And pressure is going to make me into a diamond. And I'm going to come into this dude's hometown and they're going to know who I am real quick, you know? Um, I'm I'm coming to win and I'm going to put on a show. Dude, as far as uh, the gym, man, like you uh, mentioned earlier, you got Mitch Raposo that, you know, the ultimate fight is still going on. I mean, that show's still going on. Even though he's not recording and not filming it, it's still going on. So he's still kind of hush-hush and, you know, he hasn't exploded. We don't know what his future is at this moment. But we do know Chris Motino with that outstanding, uh, uh, you know, fight against O'Malley that just blasted him into another spectrum of uh, famousness. And, uh, you know, Jorgen is always Jorgen, you know what I mean? He's always going to be uh, that name. Dude, man, has had any of that trickled to you? I mean, Chris's fucking Instagram is like probably at 220,000 now. Anything he puts out, I mean, you know, do you beg him to put your face out there? Hey, st- <laughs> Honestly, like, every time I, I post something, I give him a little tag. I'm like, maybe I'm about to post this. He, he shared one of my videos on Twitter and within like 10 minutes I was getting people messaging me telling me I suck and I was getting like all this shit and I'm like I'm like just cause Chris shared my video I got all this fucking I'm like, what the hell dude they, they, they fucking the O'Malley and the, the the jealous people just hate to love Chris man he's got a he's got a a, a cult following of millions at this point um, he's got, a, he's got... <laughs> it it's kind of funny, right? Because when he got the fight, he had sixteen hundred followers. Yeah. Um, by the end of the night, he was at like six thousand. 
And then I remember while he was uh, fighting, I uh, like we kept refreshing. It was going up by like ten thousand. It was fucking crazy. Everyone wanted to know like who he is. Hundred seventy now or something. This is insane. I was um. Like Chris, yeah, I, man? we were at um we were at the Cage Titan show. And uh, and we were watching it, you know what I mean? We were trying to focus on the fights and watching it. And then as soon as that fight was happening, we were like, you know, by the time it got to the, you know, close to the end, we were like, he's an instant star, man. Um, you know, we weren't watching how much punishment we were. He was taking. We were like, this is Chris. This is the way Chris fights. They, you know, these people didn't know that. You know what I mean? And then he just uh, took off from there, man. He's a real fighter, and uh, you know, dude, good for all all the camp here. Who's going to be in your corner? Um. At Neff. So I'm going to have uh, Brian and Tommy, my striking and my jiu-jitsu coach, and uh, Mitch. Mitch. Awesome, yeah. man. The, awesome. The last time Mitch cornered me uh, was uh, a kickboxing smoker. And uh, I kind of just put on like a master class of a performance. <laughs> and uh, like he was just breaking stuff down like so easily and stuff, you know? So, yeah. Was that a... Really definitely got to have him in my corner. So. Was that at Gillette's or Wishes? It, it was it was at Gillette's, yeah. I think I recorded that fight. I think I did. You, yeah, you were throwing. Yeah, you you did very well. Um, but you always do, yeah, dude. So, uh, man, what's going through your mind now? Uh, we're uh, about three uh, three weeks out or so. Uh, a little under three weeks. Days, man. man, I'm fucking ready to go. Like, <laughs> I sparred Monday um, with someone who who I'd say probably like eight times out of ten, like we just beat the brakes out of each other, you know? But I I felt like I was just kind of ahead, you know? And uh, I know Jacob is not nearly as good as any of the people sparring with. Like, I was just at, in California sparring with some of the best guys in the world, you know? Um, so I know he's not nearly as good as, as them. And I'm going to tell you right now, if, if I get this fight to the ground, I'm going to submit him. So, yeah. Excellent, my man. Well, uh, where? Oh man, like weight wise, mental wise, physically wise, cardio wise, I'm fucking ready to go. Excellent, my man. Excellent. Well, uh, just under what'd you say? 18 days left, bro. Um, are you still planning on selling tickets, or you think you got everyone that's going to be going? They've already, uh, they've already, you know, you already hit your uh, your peak on that. Are you you're looking to sell more? What's going on? Are you st- I got tickets, man. People gotta hit me up. <laughs> People are like, yo, I want tickets. I want tickets. And I'm like, all right, well, get your fucking tickets. And they're like, save me three. Save me three. Like, I can't promise to save you tickets. Like, fucking give me the money and I'll I'll, I'll save them. But I'm not just going to save them if you're not going to not gonna pay me for them, you know what I mean? Excellent, my man. Well, uh, shout out all your social media and how we get them, uh, so we can uh, sell some of the tickets. Also, uh, how we get some of your merchandise because you got a bunch of it, and uh, I, I have one, I have one of your shirts, man. It gets all the looks at the gyms, man. No one, no one can, no one can defy that wick, that wick burning bright, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram, Aaron Hughes one four five. Um. Twitter, Aaron Hughes MMA, Facebook, Aaron Hughes, you know. Um, I just want a quick shout out to New England MMA for being so supportive of all the fighters, um, always re- reaching out and making my shirt. They came out sick. Very, very happy about that. I actually have to place a big order because I'm tired of telling people just go to the website. They're like, you got shirts? I'm just going to buy like 50 shirts and I'm just... 
Okay, here, boom, boom. Well, boom. I, I'm sure you can uh, talk to Lars about that, and uh, you can work that out without going through the website and all that other shit, man. So uh, talk to him. Sure. I'm sure he can get that all done for you. So uh, throw anything else out there, uh, anything, anything. Oh, last thing. What what do we expect to see from Aaron Hughes at uh great name by the way Neff Neff forty four back in black <laughs> what do we expect to see uh from uh Aaron Hughes come uh August twenty first you are going to see the most dominant performance that I have ever put on um I'm coming to win this fight you know like don't matter who it is you know like I I don't care about that shit you know I'm coming to win. And I'm I'm going to submit him in the first round. Excellent, my boy. Well, I should be cage side there, hopefully. If not, I'll be somewhere in the media section uh, watching you get your uh, second fight under your belt, brother. Uh, a lot of people I got to talk to before then. I might be able to talk to your opponent and see his uh, outtake on this. There's a lot of time left to contact a bunch of these fighters on the card. A uh, bunch of shit going on. So, Aaron, man, I uh, congratulations on everything. You know, traveling, getting some work with Alpha Male, uh, and, uh, you know, the whole team doing great things, man. And uh, you following up, man, making your second pro appearance, brother. So, dude, thanks so much for coming on, man, and get some rest, and I'll see you in about uh, 18 days. Thank you. Uh, just real quick before I go, uh, I just want to give a shout-out uh, on my sponsors. Ultimate Potential CBD, you know, Major Key. Hit them up. Um, as always, shout out Regiment Training Center. You know, like, we're a small gym, man, but we are filled with, with talent and very knowledgeable coaches. The fucking people on Instagram can say what they want. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Um, and shout out to my girl, Vanessa Patello, great massage therapist. Uh, be, be kind. Please revive. Hit her up if, uh, if you're sore or whatever, hurting. Um Shout out to my mom, as always, because she's my biggest supporter. You know what I mean? Um, and, yeah, August 21st, man. First time back at 145 pounds in three years, but I'm, I'm feeling great, and I'm coming to win. I promise. There you go. Aaron, short fuse, Hughes, 1-0, featherweight, ready to get his— 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. Ready to get his <laughs> hand raised again at net 44, back in black. Yes, Saturday, sir. August 21st in Milford, New Hampshire. I want to say Milford, Mass., but it's Milford, New Hampshire. There's, yeah. a, there's a difference of an hour drive there for me. So with that said, Aaron, man, uh, keep tuning in. I'm going to have Johnny Cupcakes on right now, and we're going to talk about his uh, Bellator appearance coming up a week before yours, man. So have a great night, my man. Yes, sir. You too, man. Later. So, all right. I have to get. All Aaron's shit off. There it is. Boom. Boom. And now I have to get all Johnny's stuff up. Boom. Oh, wrong one. Where are you, Johnny? Where are you? I need Johnny's. Oh, there it is. Johnny's text. Bella to a poster. And we're good to go. All right, let me give uh, Johnny a call. Let me tell him I'm calling him right now. Where are you, Johnny? All right. Uh, where is it? Where is he? This is where I need, um, oh, wrong guy. Where's Johnny? Where's Johnny? Johnny, I'll find you. There you are. All I say is good to go. Um, this is where I need a Jamie in the corner that does all this stuff for me. Here 
Here we go. Here we go. Big Johnny coming on. There's Johnny. There's the man. There's the myth. There's the legend. Johnny Cupcakes, man. How you doing, my friend? Fantastic. How about you, Steve? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for the time tonight, my man. I know we tried to connect about, what, a couple of weeks, a week and a half ago when you had a different fight going on. And the day we were supposed to interview uh, your fight for, uh, you know, where was it? I can't even think. It's been so long ago now. Uh that that fight th fell through, but then immediately I found out you got another fight, man. So let's talk about that little twister of fate that uh, you switch fights here, man. Yeah, there was a lot uh, going on in a very short period of time. So <clears throat> Wilson Reyes, Wilson Reyes went to that. Can I say fuck? He went yeah, to that you could say it a hundred times. Go ahead. Go. What? Dude, he was at that fucking event with no cut on his face. It's like. It's like the Twilight Zone or something. He says, I can't fight because I will not be healed in time. And then he actually is at the event taking selfies with a face that looks pristine. I mean, he's not like a handsome guy or anything, but he had no cut on his face. So I don't know what is up with that. But I got a call from Lars, who was handling me um, for this fight, full contact. They do a fantastic job. Couldn't be happier with the job that they did. And he, I knew, you know, the last text that we had sent back and forth was like, okay. So he said, let me know if you need anything. And then he texts me like the next morning, hey, call me when you get a chance. And I was like, this is not good news. This is not good news. It can't be. Um, and he didn't even like finish the sentence. And I was like, yeah, Wilson's out, isn't he? And he's like, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. So Wilson drops out uh, pretty much immediately. I mean, I knew it was going to be kind of tough to get a, a replacement because he's from San Diego. He's a UFC veteran. He, you know, he's a, he was a high level flyweight fought for the title for crying out loud. It's like, who do they really want to fill that slot with? Mm -hmm. And then as like the days wore on, I was thinking it's like, yo, I signed up for a five foot four UFC vet. Um, who's very credible. Everybody knows his name. Who do I, I want to fight a guy like that. Yeah. I don't want to fight some rando who they just scrape off the floor yeah. or whatever. I wanted that fight. So it was like, man, that's probably not going to happen. I get hit up by XMMA, guy named Kyle hits me up asking if I want to fight Justin Scoggins on three days notice. And I was like, man, I do, but I'll be honest with you. I started eating like ice cream and stuff <laughs> and like maybe I can make 135, but my gym historically has had kind of some horror stories about missing weight. So I was not about to sign a contract for 135 knowing that I just like dumped a ton of carbs into my system. So it was like, uh, I can do 140, and Scoggins is in the air flying to uh, South Carolina. And they were like, well, um, we're just going to, when he gets off the plane, we're going to tell him because his opponent popped for COVID. So when he gets off the plane, we're just going to say, hey, you're fighting this guy. And it's just, it's at 140, and that's kind of the way that it is. And so I fucking went home. I called my corners. I'm like, yo, I need to, you know, set up planes, rides for these guys now. And, um, you know, I, I pack my bag again that I'm getting ready now from first San Diego, now <laughs> South Carolina. I'm all excited. I fucking start pounding water. I eat no more garbage that day. 
and um yeah and then he hits me up or you know pull there kind of took the the reins because i mean i think tyson chartier might have had something to do with it getting set up i mean he's um always kind of hated me so i'm not sure if it's true but i understand that kyle reached out to him like yo you got anybody and he was like hey i know mike pulver um he manages this dude cupcakes which he's not but he's a, more of a mentor but mm-hmm. um so pulver took that over real quick and he hits me up like yo scoggins is giving him trouble um but it's about money so stay thirsty keep drinking because you might have a fight and then you know it was like oh well give me until eight o'clock and then 8 20 rolls around and they're like ah yo give me another hour and then 9 30 comes around and they say he wants like crazy money to fight you and it's like this guy's a ufc vet um you know he was a 25er but now he's at 35 so uh, and it's like 140, but I fought it at 25 before I was just getting ready for a fight. I mean, I'm eating like donuts and bonbons <laughs> and stuff two days ago. It's like, why can you not uh, accept this? But he didn't like it. You know, I'm, I'm sure he was up in his hotel room watching my stuff and was like, this is not a good fight for me. And he bailed on it. Well, 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 Wilson, Wilson seemed to think the same thing. You know what I mean? Unless, I they, unless they had some uh, great super glue and a, and a buffer on hand to, to pretty him up. But why would right. he? Why would he do that? You would want to look like you're injured or like you can't fight. So that's that's the mentality of some of these people, right, bro? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I get it. People want winnable fights, but it's like they're signing a, a dotted line for a guy who's 21 and 13. And then when they dig down below the surface, they're like, oh, damn, yeah. this guy might hurt me if I fight him. Maybe I shouldn't do that. And Scoggins just straight up was honest about it. I mean, one of the guys from XMMA said, I'll be honest, it's not because Paul Vare goes, he counters with, oh, well, what if we shave 500 off of each end of Cupcakes' his money and we give it to them? And he was like, no, nah, we're not even close to the ballpark that they're in. For a thousand bucks, they were like, that's not even going to come close. And it's like, he, they said, I think he's afraid of the fight. So these guys in the UFC uh, or ex-UFC, you know, and then even like Chris Motino in there fighting with a top 10 Bantamweight, hanging with them. I mean, it's like, dude, I, I, it's so clear that I belong at the top of this of this, um, of this division in whatever promotion it is that I end up in. So Bellator had hit me up like a week before Cage Warriors, and they're like, oh, hey, are you available? And I was like, oh, funny. I asked you guys like four times if I could, if like that I would wait for you guys, and you were like, nah, 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 you can, you can go ahead. So it was like, well, I can't fight. I can't guarantee anything. If I walk through Wilson, maybe I can make a two-week turnaround. Give me like a little bit of time. Then he drops out, so I immediately hit them up like, yo, um, who is this guy that you want me to fight? Because it turns out I might be available now. (laughs) And they said Danny Sabatello. And um, he's a fucking stud, man. I mean, on paper, this dude is like a fucking killer. He is absolutely not, you know, in real life, the same guy that he is on paper. But on paper, nobody wants to fight this guy. Dude, as far as him... This kid is a wrestling fucking guru. Like, he is a boa. He doesn't let you. That's his game, man. The people that he's taking out, he just frustrated the shit out of them and just kept taking them down and grinding and grinding them until they had nothing left, man. He just, 
man, his last two fights, man, that's when I, you know, caught eye. He was on the contender series. He had a grueling, you know, a grinding fight there too. But that's what he does in fights, man. This fight is actually a hundred times better than them previous two fights that you have. This is a Bellator guy right here. This is a guy that has a chip on his shoulder, thinks he's better than everyone in that division. He thinks he's the next best thing in that division. He's not afraid to say it. He talks. He tells everyone they suck. Uh, he's the best. And that's just in line for you, brother. And I'm sure the money for this fight's even better. It's your second Bellator fight. Uh, you're going in there on short notice again. And you got a big win in or in there, brother. So, the you know, everything happens for a reason. And I think this fight right here, brother, is is your key to get to that next level, man. So let's talk about this matchup and the level that you just moved up in competition. Yeah, I love it. I mean, like you touched on, he has, he is the same type of name that I had with Wilson. Wilson was like, he is a name who's been in the UFC, been there, done that. And this guy, he fought on the contender right in front of Dana White said he was going to like mop the floor with that dude said he was a freestyle fighter and that he's mean and he comes forward and he beats guys. And then he just laid on a dude. I mean, he punched, he was a little more active than he was in his Bellator fight. I mean, in his Bellator fight, he took on like seven days notice and he fights who else, but Brett Johns, who is another UFC vet. It's like this guy fights in front of Dana White. Then he beats Brett Johns on seven days notice. If Bellator isn't my future, then I feel like this sends a message directly to Dana White. Like, yo, this guy is taking dudes out who uh, that are beating the crap out of some very high-level competition who have been in and around the UFC. So my goal is to just beat the ever-living daylights out of this man the entire time that we're in the cage and to stay moving laterally so that his shots aren't nearly as easy to calculate. You know, he's very big on like, ah, uh, backs up like a coward. And then as soon as his ass hits the cage, that's when he shoots. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost too predictable, but it, it gets the job done. So we are working on, uh, you know, a game plan for that, obviously. So, um, yeah, I think that this is a brilliant fight I, with Jay Perrin. Perrin held, held, yeah, holds me against the cage. He, he works a little bit in there. He does. He lands some elbows. He does a little bit. He tries for some takedowns. This dude will most likely do less than Jay Perrin. And when I came after Jay Perrin, I feel like that's when it became like this is Cupcakes 2.0. I went carnivore for for um, <laughs> for quite a while. You know, I changed up quite a bit about the way that my you know my game was. Um, you know, I started throwing my hands so much more after Dan Dubuque, which kind of was a spark after you know Jay Perrin. It was like everything has just moved along, and if I can prove by beating this dude that I have actually overcome those obstacles that I've had to face in the past, even with Jeff Perez, man. I mean, that's a tough fight. And a lot of people say like, Oh, he won like 12 minutes of that fight, yada, yada, yada. But if you watch the fight closely, I beat the soul out of that man until essentially he gives up. And that is what the game plan is with Danny Sabatello. We will be wrestling this man because he is a Purdue D1, you know, finalist qualifier, all that. So for sure, he's going to end up wrapping me up and we will wrestle. But I promise to you that I'm going to make every one of his brain cells shake and 
and I'm going to kill a lot of them. And before that fight is over, he is going to decide that I'm sure he has a wonderful degree that he got from fucking <laughs> Purdue. That motherfucker could probably be out being like a neurobiologist or some shit. When I kill 10,000 of his brain cells, he is going to reconsider if the Bellator cage is where he wants to make his career. And I'm 21 and 13. I've been in this game a long time and I know that this is what I want to do. And I love to do it. And I think that I can, um, you know, prove to him that he's in the wrong field. Well, Johnny, uh, you know, you've been sharpening up your game, you know, this whole time, you know, coming, you know, through the lockdown and all this stuff, the stuff, you know, you're getting fights. Uh, and then that last fight, you know, you, you just shocked the, the, the Bellator community. You didn't shock us. We knew, uh, you could do it. We knew what was in store for this guy, but you know, while you've been, I would say on the shelf waiting for fights, man, you've been getting a lot of work on the jujitsu mats. That's going to help you with this fight. I mean, I know that, you know, like you said, the, his wrestling credentials are, are through the roof, but you've been working hard, dude, on your ground game, man. And it's shown you've been wrestling and you've been jujitsu in prodigies out there, dude, like killers out there. Some of the best, uh, Matt, uh, Matt people out there, dude, I got some video and I mean, you had a combat jujitsu match, so you were getting work while you had fights coming up, man. So has that elevated and helped you through with, uh, with your MMA game? Yeah, absolutely. That's all. That's always been the goal really is, um, to be a martial artist and to not just, uh, be a fighter or a cage fighter, but to really be learning. And that's, uh, that's why you can take L's and keep moving forward because ultimately the goal was not ever to be like an undefeated MMA fighter. It was to be a martial artist and to be one of the best fighters to ever live. And taking losses taught me so much about the fight game and then doing jujitsu you can lose in jujitsu and still gain so much knowledge every time you get on that mat and you compete you learn more and more and more and that's what i take these jujitsu matches and things um for is they they just make me a better competitor you know they slow everything down in your brain once you've been in there and you compete then you go back to the mats at your gym and everything slowed down just a little bit you know like I've always been saying that this is like a, a video game that we're living in and it's like an MMORPG. And when I do jujitsu tournaments and things and matches, I gain experience points and my jujitsu numbers go up and, uh, and I love it. I love doing it. I love the, you know, even the small setting that we have, uh, at Enigma, they make it feel so big in that place. And the fans are such fans of the sport, not just the competitors, but the sports are there you know, very educated and they really give you a lot of energy when you're in there on that mat. And, um, I just love to do it. So, and I think that most definitely Danny Sabatello ace on the wrestling front for sure. He's training with guys at ATT. I'm sure in general, his game has been improving and coming along, but the way that I've been honing my fighting craft for so long, you just can't catch up. If we wrestled tomorrow, I'm sure he would dominate me. But when we fight on August 13th, I'm going to mess that man up. 
Well, my friend, you've been in training camp. You are ready. I mean, uh, you you know, you had a f- couple of fights fall through. You're getting that jiu-jitsu work in between. Dude, you're, I mean, you're going against dudes that could, you know, snap an ankle on you when you have a high-profile fight coming up. So you're not afraid to get in there and get the work and have that, you know, that competition where, you know, I can lose but lose big here if I, you know... You've been handling yourself great in there. You've been a lot of treat for, uh, you know, the people to watch you come in there along with some other MMA individuals around the area. It's great to see you guys giving back and coming to have fun and doing that. But, man, it's also great to see you thriving in the MMA cage and getting another chance to perform for Bellator. And, you know, basically he's going to be coming into your hometown, even though he's a Bellator guy. New England's going to be blowing the roof off that place, watching and, and sending you po- pro- positive vibes, man. We know Danny's a talker. We know he's going to be there's going to be a lot of highlight stuff on him. Bellator's probably going to, you know, do a little segment on him, and he's going to play that cupcake sucks. I'm going to fucking eat the frosting off him or something like that. Is that something that you can't wait for? The because you're going to get your you're going to get your your ear time too. Maybe not as much as him, but you could steal the thunder here with with war words, brother. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I can't even wait. I'm maybe as excited for that as I am to fight. I, just, like, the more that I would watch his fights, the more I wanted to kick this guy's ass. It was just like, this dude is so annoying. He is, like, white privilege embodied as a human being. The guy is a fucking tool. Makes me kind of mad. So, dude, I can't wait. And when we weigh in, I'm going to go face-to-face with him. I'm going to tell him exactly why he's not in the UFC. He did a an interview not long ago about how he's mad he wasn't you know picked on into the to go into the ufc and it's like dude why do you think that are you so like blind are you so self or or lacking self-awareness like it's because you're boring you're a boring fighter and i'm gonna tell him that from the moment i see him until the moment we get out of the cage when i stop him and that referee pulls me off him i'm gonna look down at him and i'm gonna tell him again he's a boring fighter no one wants to watch him fight and i just had to take him out because of that i feel like the universe has kind of like brought us together because this dude just needs to he needs to be set straight and by doing it if some if, if he fought like magomed magomedov and that guy beats him he'd be like oh well he's the best in the world obviously but when a 21 and 13 dude kicks the shit out of him and he is like confused and lost and he doesn't know what's going on around him he is his world is just going to fall apart when he realizes like this guy that i should be destroying on paper is killing me in the ring he, he's gonna fall apart I, I promise that i mean as tough as wrestlers are and gritty it's just different when it's a fight it's different you know they're in there without cups on they're rubbing their faces on guys dicks and stuff and they're happy to do it it's like what it's not fighting dude god i just saw a fucking horrible like meme on uh i think it was oh i saw it the fake martial art one the dude that dude was packing man that dude had a fucking huge dick it was like a fungus cane that dude was just like (laughs) rubbing on it and then he won and celebrated sorry sorry wrestlers i love you out there (laughs) so messed up dude i get it but yeah uh man i'm gonna take it to this guy yeah he's 5'10 so i mean without a doubt as as good at wrestling as he's going to be, I'm going to most definitely be the more powerful individual in there. And I really look forward to just pushing his head down and then raining elbows and punches on him. 
Excellent, my man. Well, we're uh, a little under a couple of weeks. Uh, what about 10 days or so, 10, 11 days, man. What's left in, uh, I mean, you've been in camp for a while now, but same old, same old, man. What's what's left to do in these last few days before um, you're not traveling across the country? So it's a little better trek for you, man. So what's left for you? Yeah, I'm so for just maintenance, basically, at this point, because of the Wilson Reyes and then the XMMA and then this, it's like my weight's pretty good. I mean, I dehydrated last time for Henry Corrales. Uh, the night I began, I was 151.6, and we dehydrated, I think it was like 16 pounds, 16.2 or something, to get to 135.7. And this morning, I woke up at 151.6, so 10 days away, and I'm already uh, I could dehydrate tomorrow if I needed to. I plan on, you know, shaving off maybe a pound or two more. I wanted to come in a little bit lighter. That's a tough cut, 15, 16 pounds, especially in those little sauna boxes that they give you, yeah. man, there. Yeah, you would think that they're more convenient or more comfortable, but they're really not. I actually uh, prefer uh, a regular sauna. There's something that's less comfortable about these freaking things, but um COVID, we got to use these sauna boxes. So I want to do more like 12 to 14 or something like that. So we're ready to go. And it's really just about like jumping rope. And I, I was working with a Brown uh, University wrestler the other night and then even, a, you know, high level high school wrestler tonight, just going over these little details where like, hey, this fellow uses like these three things in all of his fights and he does that, you know, consistently. And they're like, oh, well, here's a couple of easy counters from, you know, a wrestling perspective. So, I mean, I feel like I've been problem solving for this fight more ahead of time than any other opponent. And, um, yeah, I'm just super, super ready to go. So just maintenance and uh, barely even diet. I ate like pretty heartily today uh, because I have so much time, 10 days, and I'm really already on weight. So, um, yeah, just. I just want, I'm just hungry to get in there really. So really just like killing time is what I'm awesome. doing. Well, you know, Johnny, I believe you will be the favorite as far as fighters rooting for you to win this fight. Um, you know, I'm sure Danny hasn't left a lot of his opponents feeling good about themselves. Like the way he's spoken to him, even after a loss, man, uh, you know, I, that's part of his game. That's kind of his part of his hype, but you have your own kind of hype, brother. You put hype, to rest and you build your own dude and you've been doing it for so long now man and the time is yours brother things happen for a reason these two fights fell through they were great fights that you could have had but this one in my eyes is the fight it's bellator you beat this kid you 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 call your own shots for bellator or ufc has to look at you and your name is in their eyes brother so congratulations man on uh you know keeping the train rolling and and getting a fight through all the adversity and all the change in the last couple of weeks, man. It's it's a pleasure, man, to watch it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Just yeah, staying positive, knowing that everything happens, you know, for me and not letting anything um yeah, get in the way. I don't know. It is what it is. Maybe it's like me me not having a real like straight up manager that gives me the freedom to just go and do what I please, really. But um, I just and some of these dudes, nobody wants to fight. Like Corrales coming down from forty five, and you know he beats all kinds of studs and stuff. Nobody is, you know, jumping for this fight. They offered me this fight like 
with probably three and a half weeks, four weeks, or I have three, like three and a half or so. And then when I take it, there was like two plus weeks. I mean, in, in that like five, six, seven days, nobody was signing up for that fight. And there aren't a lot of dudes who are comfortable, confident in, in fighting a dude like this. There's too many guys that want to fight cans until they get to the UFC. And we just see all the time. That's just not the way to do it. You want if you're tested in the UFC, it's hard enough to fight in the UFC. I can only imagine to fight on that platform. It's like everything you've been dreaming of, and then it's right in front of you. Fudge, that must be twisted. But that then also be like, oh, and for the first time, I'm fighting someone tough. <laughs> Terrible combination. You should be in a way. You know, I didn't do it the right way, but I feel like my way was even closer to the right way. You need to be testing yourself gradually as you go up. And I'm to the point now where I will fight Danny Sabatello on 10, 15 days notice. And I am pretty damn fucking sure that I'm going to whoop his ass. So uh, there are just not a lot of guys out there that have that confidence and have that willingness. So um, I look forward to to getting in there, putting on a tremendous show, and then just continuing to move forward as a good role model for fighters and for human human beings in general. You know, I want to be looked at as somebody that some people can go, okay, that dude has it going on, and I should start acting more like him. And that's what I'm trying to do at this point is just be a good role model for everybody else out there in humanity because we're all one you know, no matter how much right now everybody wants to tell us that we're separate and that we're different and that we're angry at each other, it's not true. And when we die, we're all going to go back to the same fucking place, which is like source or whatever. And when we're in this existence, it's just as interconnected and just as one. And I want everybody to know that there's no difference between us and we can all succeed just not Danny Sabatello. So <laughs> he doesn't get to succeed. Unfortunately. Awesome, my man. Uh, last thing, man. Thank you, social media. And I'll, you know, if you have a sponsor or two, I'll let you get out of here, my man. Yeah, I've just Johnny CCMMA on Instagram and Twitter and then Cupcakes Johnny Campbell on Facebook. So I'd love it if everybody could give me a fo follow on those. That would be very helpful. Um, yeah, and sponsors are all over the place. I actually need to get some... Um, yeah, get some probably because this fight is going to be huge. So, um, yeah, right now I don't have any like reoccurring ones. So, you know, but the people that have supported me in the past know who they are and they know how much they've helped me. So including yourself, you know, Domenico, you, the ambassador of fighters, man, I appreciate everything that you do putting us out there. It's huge and very helpful. Awesome, my man. Well, thank you for your time as always, my man. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And I should thank my girlfriend. So, real quick, dude, actually. oh, fuck. And I didn't even have it up there because she's the best. She's the one that, that she's gave me the beans that day. You know what she did? She messaged <laughs> me because I was putting all the Joe Rogan memes up shit like that with his yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. So she messages me and she goes, um, because we were supposed to interview that day or something like that. So I think I, yeah. she goes, um, did you hear Johnny's fight fell through? And it was probably five minutes after, you know, Laz told you and she goes um she goes first she goes can you make a meme on Johnny's ear and she goes and did you hear his fight fell through I went what the fuck wait 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 a minute his fight fell through yeah. it's fucking five days away he's going to fucking across country to San Diego and then she goes yeah but he's got a better fight and, and then she explained it I'm like 
Nice. No shit. And that's when I came up with a meme that, you know, asking like, what's up with the fucking Yeah, fight? that's awesome. It was that's good. I'm surprised I didn't get banned off Facebook because the first time I put it up there, when it first happened, they blurred True. it out on me, but not this time, True. man. But yeah, she, Martina, she is awesome, man. Uh, it went over well, dude. I shared that on like 12 fucking group MMA pages and they loved nice. the shit. That's <laughs> so, awesome. That's fucking brilliant. So my man, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you enjoy your night and uh and you know this last few days before uh you make history in, in Bellator and uh go go to your ultimate goal, my man, by the end of this year, bro. Definitely, one hundred percent. All right, my man. And I will see you at Cage Titans. Uh anyway, yes, you definitely you know, will. a couple of weeks after your fight. So my man Yeah, we're gonna eat some pizza. Yeah, definitely. And do a lot of things, man. So <laughs> <laughs> you have a good night, Johnny, and thank you so you much too, for dude. the time, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Take care, Happy bro. To. All right. There you go. Johnny Cupcakes Campbell in the Room Podcast. That was awesome, man. He's a fucking awesome guy. He's going to, um, man, the hype for this fight coming up because Sabatello is not a nice guy as far as uh, the way he talks to his opponents. Uh, it's a mind game. And uh, he's pretty good at it. And he's a pretty goddamn good wrestler. But I think Johnny's going to catch him and uh, have his way on this fight, man. So with that said, uh, I don't think there's any more to say. I have two huge guests next week on that are fighting on Cage Titans against each other. I will announce it on Monday. I already put it on my Instagram stories if you want to check out who's going to be on the show. It's going to be the first time I have opponents on the show. They will not be on the same time. I will have one of the opponents on first and then the next one on next, but they can uh, chatter against each other on, on the comment sections. And who knows, maybe, uh, you know, maybe they will call in at the same time at some point. So with that said, follow, share, and last thing, my new shirt, the Room Podcast shirts are out. Uh, we have a couple to choose from on the website. On the back, it says NewEnglandMMA.org. I don't know if you can see that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can see that. There it is. There it is. And then on the front, in the pocket, is the Room Podcast. So, come on. They're only like $22 for this cool shirt, uh, plus shipping. So, uh, buy a shirt. Support the sh supporters. And uh, that's about it. So, with that said, CES is this Friday night. Travis and Lars will be there covering the show. They've been sending out a bunch of articles and matchup. Uh, articles on CES, so check that shit out and uh, make sure to tune in CES on Fight Pass on Friday night. So with that said, thank you so much, people, and uh, we are out of here. <laughs>